0: Hey guys, today's episode is presented by State Bags. State Bags makes beautiful, well-made, inclusively cool products while using the power of business to give back to shift the narrative around social justice. For every State Bag purchase, State hand delivers a backpack packed with essential tools for success to an American child in need but their commitment goes beyond simply a material donation. State Bags has your back, and part of that commitment is making a difference in local kids' lives. To get you ready for your commute or wherever you're traveling next, State is offering you, the SGP fam, 15% off their next purchase at statebags.com using the code POD. That's 15% off your next purchase using the code POD, P-O-D, at statebags.com. State Bags, they'll have your back. All right, enjoy the episode. Hey, what's up, you guys? You are listening to the She's Going Places podcast. I'm your host, Taylor. Welcome to the show. If you're new here, hey, what's up? This is episode 23, I believe, which is just absolutely crazy to think that there are 22 other episodes of me just sitting here talking and that you guys are actually listening. I hope you guys have been loving the guests that we've had on the podcast. Tori and Grace are literally so wonderful. And thank you guys for all of the new feedback. If you're new here from them, once again, hey, what's up? This episode is going to be so much fun. This is an advice episode and I had everyone submit their scenarios or questions that they had and I'm just essentially going to go through all of them and answer them and hopefully this will either be entertaining or just really advice-filled. I'm not really sure. I haven't honestly read through what I've been submitted. Like I have a brief synopsis of what they are, but I'm essentially going to be reading them with you, which is super exciting. But I guess some life updates for you. Once again, as always, every single week, super busy. Um, I don't, wait. Oh, you guys don't know anything about my trip to Indiana. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I went to Indiana and visited Hunter. I know in one of the episodes I told you all I was going, but it was so nice, guys. I was there from Friday to Tuesday, and we just seriously had the best time just hanging out in Indiana. I got to meet so many of his friends, we got to do so many fun things. Okay, you guys know I'm from Florida, and I got to see my first real corn maze and pumpkin patch because in Florida, all my Florida people, please let me know if you hear me here. In Florida, they just bring in pumpkins and they, like, lay them out in a row like it's a pumpkin patch. Like, that's what they do <clears throat> because pumpkins, like, don't grow in Florida, I don't think. And there's I've never been to a pumpkin patch where you're, like, cutting it out of the ground, you know? It's like lay them out in rows. Whereas here, you literally had to go cut your pumpkin off. Like, pumpkins were growing there. And then there was corn that was actually growing in the ground. Everyone from literally any other part of the country is like, duh. But, you know, this is my Midwestern weekend. The corn was actually growing out of the ground, and they, like, cut it into shape. I probably sound so dumb, but as a girl from Florida, like corn obviously doesn't grow there. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. It was really fun. And we got to do all of these super cute fall things. Like they had apple cider and kettle corn and we got to go on a hayride and they had all these fun fall games. That night was so fun. Ooh, another update COVID wise, which we haven't really talked about. And I know you guys do not want me talking about COVID, but it's just exciting news. Like it is November. And we're still at school. Like, we didn't get sent home. We've not talked about this. I was convinced we were going to get sent home at Labor Day. So I am just shocked and super grateful to be at school. And it's just so much fun. We're nearing towards the end of the semester, which is so sad to think about. Like, the fact that I only really have one more month here at school before I go home for like Thanksgiving and break. Just like kind of breaks my heart a little because I feel like quarantine lasted so long and we were just all waiting to come back to school and now school's like already over. Don't get me wrong, the break is going to be beautiful and much needed, but still it's a little like, oh, okay, I guess I'm leaving. So that's just a little sad, but this semester has seriously been the best. Oh my gosh, I just saw this in my room and we need to talk about it. And then we'll get into the episode, I promise. I went thrifting the other day. I skipped class and I went thrifting. Just being honest with you, I had just been wanting to do it. I've been seeing all these really cute like thrift pieces on Pinterest and I was like, I just have to go. And we have some really cute thrift stores here in Birmingham. So I was like, now is the time. So I went and <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. I bought some plain stuff and I ended up putting a lot. Down because I was like, Ugh, I don't need it, whatever. And it was one of those thrift stores that's kinda nice, so things aren't like three dollars. they are like ten dollars. So I had to be a little bit choosier about what I picked up. But I found this jacket. And let me pay this picture for you. I'll post a picture on the Instagram of the jacket, and you guys can tell me what you think about it. I'm just gonna describe it. I found this jacket. I'm just imagine me just be popping through the thrift store and I stumble upon, this grandma jacket. Okay, is it just me or is grandma stuff getting like kind of trendy right now? Like it definitely is. Like those sweaters that people just wear as shirts and they just like button the top two buttons. That's a grandma sweater. I hate to break it to you. Like just like grandma vintage style is kind of coming back. Like the lace, like the little flower details. And I just have felt like my wardrobe has kind of been a little bit all over the place. And I'm like, I, you know, I need some color in my life, I need some spice something new, something different. So I found this jacket. Think of it like a color block 80s jacket is how I would describe it, but it's pastel. So it's like light blue, light pink, light green, and white. Sounds cute, right? And then it has these like lace details on it and these like embroidered flowers. I think it's really cute. And I saw it and I was like, I need this. Well, I ended up FaceTiming Kenzie. You guys know Kenzie, obviously. And it started FaceTiming Kenzie and I was like, should I buy it? And she was like, oh, I would definitely get it. But it was kind of expensive for the thrift store. And she was like, I would not spend that much money. Long story short, I bought it. And I got home and all of my friends had the strongest reactions to it. And not good ones. Like, (laughs) Catherine literally sat there and was like, whose grandma's jacket is here? Literally. And I was like, oh, I just bought that. And like, Hunter literally thought it was funny. Nikki could not handle it. Like everyone has just reacted. Hannah supports it. Everyone kind of relatively supports it, but it's just now become this like big joke about this jacket. So for you guys, I'm going to post a picture in the jacket on the Instagram this week. So go follow at She's Going Places podcast on Instagram if you want to see this jacket and you need to tell me if you think it's cute or not. Besides the point. Yeah. Go look right now while you're listening because I don't know. I'm curious if it's awful. I mean, it's too late. The store obviously doesn't take returns. So it's I own it. Um, but I am really curious to see what you think. Isn't grandma style like coming back? Don't you think? I'm also think I'm just kind of all over the place because also like two weeks ago, I bought a leather jacket and now I have a grandma jacket. I just don't really know who I am. Okay. Identity crisis happening over here. So yeah, I think that's all my updates. (laughs) All right. Let's hop into some advice. All right, let's get started. And I just want to preface by saying every single one that I'm going to read, as you're going to see, I'm going to keep it all 100% anonymous. And if you guys like this episode, please let me know and email or DM me your submissions for the next advice episode um, so that you can be featured. But yeah, just wanted to give that disclaimer. If it's awful and you don't want it, then we'll stop. But I think you guys will like it. Okay, first question. How do you find friends whose values align with your own? For me growing up, And even still now, like, I have really strong Christian moral convictions. I've grown up in the church my whole life. I've been a Christian since I was little. And so I always were surrounding myself with Christian friends. And I did that because I went to places that Christians would be. And so I found myself investing a lot more time at church or investing in Bible studies at my school or investing and going to places where I knew other Christians would also be seeking out community. And that applies really to anything. Like, if I'm not sure exactly what you mean by values other than that, but like, let's say, for example, take religion out of it. You're like a big, like, you don't like to drink and you don't really want friends that like to drink. Like, you, like, the party lifestyle really just isn't for you. And that's like a strong conviction that you have. You're not going to find friends who don't like to drink at a bar. And I know that sounds so stinking obvious. And you're like, well, duh, Taylor. But then you find yourself like going, let's say you're in college and like going to college parties or going to social events and people are drinking there and you're getting overwhelmed and lonely because you're like, oh my gosh, everyone around me is drinking. Well, that's because you're going to places where people are drinking as opposed to going to places like a small group or like a club that you love. Like find a club at your school that like, let's say you have a huge passion for. I'm trying to think of some clubs they have here at Stanford. Oh, not to get political, this is just an example of a club, like, most universities have college Republicans and college Democrat clubs, and if, like, those are the kind of values you're talking about and you feel really strong about, like, your political convictions, then join those clubs with people who think like-minded to you. I think... We get so overwhelmed, especially like going on Instagram and scrolling and just like looking at other people's lives and thinking, oh my gosh, like they have so many friends and like they all click so well. And then maybe in your own personal relationships, you're finding that some of your friendships really aren't the best fit. You need to go places, like go places that you love to be at and you need to go places that align with your values. And like that's where you're going to meet other people because the people who have the same values as you are going to be seeking out community in the same places. Did that make any sense? It's so easy. I know for me as a college freshman, I essentially just like stuck with the first friends that I got. Like the first group of people that were like, we're friends. I was like, perfect. I have friends. I'm not failing at college. (laughs) Like I actually like know people. But a lot of our values were very different, whether that was in our relationship with the Lord, we had different values. Maybe it was our worldview on dating was different. Our thoughts on relationships were different our view of what it meant to be a good friend was different our worldview because of our parents and like how to treat people were different like we were just really different people and sometimes that's okay but if you're trying to find people that have the same values as you or find things that are important to you you're gonna kind of have to filter through and that's hard especially when you're first going somewhere new to meet people you don't really feel like you can filter through because you're like I don't want to lose this person When in reality, I look back at some of my friends' freshman year, I'm like, I literally can't believe that we were ever friends. But it was more so I just wanted anybody to be around. And then as I started making more friends, I was like, oh, wait, I don't have to be friends with everybody. And maybe we are not, like, the best match for each other as a friend, you know? And I think values also, like, fall into, like, what's most important to you. Like, maybe something that you love a lot is, like, a certain type of music, that's a, like a great way to put it. It's like maybe like your favorite type of music is country music and you just like wish you could find a group of people that you could just like sit in the car and listen to country music and go to country concerts and you just, you just want that. That's just your favorite thing to do. You're not going to find those people at a rock concert. And I know that sounds so silly to put it that way, but I feel like if you simplify that idea in your head that if you're seeking out one thing, your country music people. You shouldn't be going to a rock concert to find country music people. And in the same way, if you're trying to find people with the same values as you, you shouldn't be going in places where those values aren't upheld. Okay. Next scenario. Hi, so my best friend is going through a hard time. Her grandpa has been really sick and in the hospital. She's from Holland and moved here four years ago, so all of her family are still in Holland and she doesn't get to see them. She's also struggling with her self confidence and doesn't love herself. I've been trying to talk to her and it helps a bit, but not that much. I've been it's been really hard for me because I don't always know what to say or do. She hasn't been acting like herself rightly, and I really want to help. She's talked to her mom and she's gonna try and go to therapy. Okay, first things first, that's going great in that situation is therapy. I think it's become more accepted with time, which is so important, but it's normally such a taboo thing. Like, oh, she has to go to therapy. No, I wish I went to therapy just because I think it's healthy to just sit with your emotions and actually have to talk through hard things. And I know That's really difficult to like maybe like lay that burden. Maybe you don't have like great friends that you can trust to do that. Maybe you don't have a great relationship with your parents. Like maybe you have some really hard stuff that you're going through and it is so helpful to have a third party, like unbiased view into what's going on to like help you and counsel you. I think therapy is so important and if it were up to me, everyone would go to therapy. I think we'd be a much better human race if everyone was going to therapy, but that's just my little therapy soapbox but I think yeah this boils down to the idea of like what does it mean to be a good friend for someone especially when they're going through something really hard um I I can resonate a lot to this I think in this last season of my life I've really had to learn what it means to kind of die to myself in friendships and I know that that sounds um wrong but what it actually looks like to be a selfless friend and not expect anything in return. And I'm not talking about this idea that you should have selfish friendships that become toxic. That's completely different. And that's not what I'm talking about. But it's when your friend is going through something and it's a season, a season where someone needs you. It's not about you. Like it doesn't have to always be 50 50. The 50 50 part is like what it averages out to be. Like when they get out of that season, then how are they treating you? But for this, it's just this idea of you're asking how do i love this person well and of course she's struggling i mean she's grieving her grandfather she's like gr- like she's struggling with like who she is um i'm not sure how old are you but if you're in anywhere from like middle school to college like yeah self confidence is a tricky 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 thing to wrestle with and i think the best way to be a good friend to her And to help her, and because you're saying that she hasn't really been acting like herself, a lot of times that's because they're going through something and they either don't want to talk about it and you're, like, noticing these slight changes in your friends. This is also just, like, a PSA. Like, check on your friends and seriously ask them how they're doing because I know for me, like, there's plenty of times where, like, I'm just going through it. And no one has any idea because I just don't make it anyone else's business unless someone asks. Not because I'm trying to be like dramatic being like only the people who ask get to know. It's like no I don't want to feel like a burden and have to like lay all of this on you if you're not willing to hear it you know. So I think it's extending grace in that that it's like don't be offended if your friend isn't coming to you with all of her problems. Like she may feel like or he may feel like he can't or he's nervous or then there's that underlying fear of rejection that you might get if you like share the dark stuff that's going on in your life but to be a good friend to someone who's struggling it's in the little things in my opinion it's not in the long drawn out like therapy like conversations because sometimes that's not what they need they need you to be the person that like brings them joy and shows them like shows up for them and if that means that they're just having a bad day. That's just showing up literally like at their front door and asking to hang out because they're feeling lonely. And that doesn't mean you sit there and you have to hash out all of her problems. That means you might just sit there and like watch TikToks together or watch a movie or just literally like being next to somebody. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten upset about things and I wasn't ready to talk about it with anybody or talking about it would have just made me bawl my eyes out. But I just wanted to just sit there. With a person, and just like not be in my room alone, you know? And that's what being a good friend to someone who's struggling looks like also someone struggling with self-confidence aren't we all struggling with self-confidence. And they obviously need some affirmation. Like words of affirmation such has such a huge impact on how people are doing. And if people aren't being affirmed, it's the same thing. Like some like psych- isn't there like a psychological thing that like people need eight hugs a day? Um, like psychologically, I don't really know like the right terms, but I just know people need eight hugs a day. Your like heart and your mind probably also need that much love and affection. And so if you're only saying negative things about yourself to yourself and then you're not hearing positive things from other people, of course, you're going to believe all these negative things because you're not hearing the opposite in any other avenue of your life. So maybe just affirming them, just complimenting them and being like, wow, oh my gosh, your hair looks so good today or oh my gosh, the way you talked about this was like so beautiful or oh my gosh, I thought about you today and like I just think you're literally one of the greatest friends ever. Self-confidence also just isn't about like physicality. Like self-confidence is emotional confidence as well and like complimenting someone on who they are as a friend or like their heart. Complimenting someone's heart in my opinion is Means infinitely more than complimenting someone's physical appearance, but maybe if she's just feeling down about like how like she looks, like go get dressed up and go out to dinner and take some cute Instagram pictures and just feel yourself. I cannot tell you how much fun it is if you're just like having like a bleh. Day and you're able to just go and get dressed up and I know during COVID that's really hard but so we've been like living for our friends' birthday dinners like getting to cakes and makeup on put on a cute outfit curl your hair and just go out and just like feel good about yourself and it's just easy to just like especially when you're in college like you just like look gross all the time and you're just in your leggings and throw your hair in a bun and with COVID there's not a lot of social activities make social activities you need to take control of your life and I think being a good friend would be like inviting her out to go get dressed up and do fun things get out of the room get off. Off the phone. Mental health is a real thing, and our phones definitely play a predominant role in making us feel like garbage. Get off your phone and go out and live with that person, and just be a good friend. and And that just means like just stick by them. And whether that means they need to just sit there and cry, great, but don't force them to. Or if that means they want to ignore all their problems, sometimes we can just ignore and go have fun. But then also being a good friend and being like, make sure they're talking to somebody. You know, and also the best thing I can say and the thing I've learned the most is being a good friend to someone is not about you. And this you might get slightly like, ooh, like what is she about to say? If your best friend is going through something and chooses not to share it with you. Don't get offended because it's not about you right? You just might not be the person that they want to share that with, and that's okay. I think that's a good time for maybe you to examine how good of a friend you have been to them, because that's probably a good indicator that if they don't want to share it with you, there's something off. But also, if it's something really hard that's going on, and they just need your friendship to be like a fun outlet, that's what you need to be. And stop acting like you need this like hierarchy of needing this person to share with you I know I've done that where like I'll get like personally offended if my friends are going through something and they don't want to share it with me it's not about me it's about them and if they feel better sharing it with someone else I'm just happy that they're sharing at all and that they're feeling better so yeah I hope that helped okay can I get some tips for anxiety and college applications and finding a school that fits? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. For all of my high schoolers out there or really even college students going into grad school, this is such like a crazy unrestful time. And I'll definitely going into probably in the spring semester, I'll probably do a whole episode on like finding the perfect school for you. Let me know if you want that because I struggled with this decision. I applied to 10 universities and I had a huge choice to make and I was really conflicted and it was really hard and I had to make a lot of hard decisions. I had to set my pride down for a lot of them. And essentially why I ended up choosing Sanford, just to give you the gist is I went on that campus and I know it's hard because of COVID and you can't go. So this might look like talking to people who are students there. and I wanted to see, like, who I was going to be like after. And maybe this is just such a Sanford thing. Sanford's a small Christian school. So maybe this wouldn't <laughs> – you're not as worried about your – not worried about your character. But you don't look at, like a huge state school as being like, my character and my faith is going to grow here. <laughs> um I don't know. Maybe you do, but for me, why I chose Stanford is I looked at like the culture of Stanford, and I looked at the pe- like the community I was finding, and essentially what I decided for undergrad that undergrad was going to be more about me finding my best friends and finding a group of Christian girls that would love me and lift me up in ways that I would never experienced before, and like experiencing like a true kind of friendship that I had never had. That's what I wanted out of college. So because I decided what was my priority, I was very clearly able to see that Sanford was the right choice. Like once I set down my pride about like rankings or it's like not the hardest school I got into or wow, it's not as prestigious. And when I say Sanford, people are like, wait, Stanford. Wait, that's so awesome. You have to be like, no, I go to Stanford." And I had to set all of that aside because there were schools that I got into that are really competitive or really hard to get into. And I was looking at schools that were maybe more prestigious or my degree would mean more. But for me, undergrad was so much more than my degree. And you just have to sit there and rationalize with yourself, what do you want out of college? Like, what is the most important thing for you? And mine was friendships. And maybe that feels silly for you. And you're like, how dare you think that college is supposed to be about friends? And that was just my opinion. And I totally understand if your main aim is like having the most prestigious education. But for me, I wanted really awesome friends. And when I looked at all the schools I had gotten into, the place where I thought that I would flourish the best and that I would find good Christian community was Samford. And so that's why I chose Samford. So I think when you're getting nervous doing your college applications, A, just coming from like a biblical Christian worldview, you're going to end up exactly where you're supposed to be. And not getting into a college as much as it feels like rejection in the moment, it is just God shutting doors that were never meant to be opened. Like for me, I didn't get into University of Florida. Oh, well, I mean, I got into like their online program and I was pretty set on going to UF at one point. I was like, oh yeah, that's like a really hard public university. It'll be cheap. It'll be free. i have to go there. They have a great journalism program, XYZ. And then I got into their PACE program and I was like, "Ugh!" And it was because the Lord literally was like, I do not want to at University of Florida and he and I just I was flabbergasted it made no sense why I wouldn't have gotten in like my number like it just didn't it logically didn't make any sense for me to not get in for a fall semester but it that was literally God just closing a door being like no I need you in Birmingham and there were some other schools that I got into that were amazing schools like dream schools but they were just too expensive and the financial aid and the scholarships, they just weren't enough and it was that was closing a door. And so the rejection or things not turning out exactly how they were supposed to be, those are just God closing doors to get you exactly where you need to be. So I totally feel you on being anxious about school and not knowing and feeling like it was the biggest decision of your life because it is up until that point, that is the biggest decision you're ever gonna make. But just know like if you go, before the Lord in prayer, and you really just, like, lay that decision before him, and, like, you just have to surrender it, and I struggle with surrender, like, surrendering things is not my jam, I'm a control freak, I like things my way, I'm, I make a plan for everything, this plan A, B, and C, with ways to alter everything, and have my hand in everything, and at one point, I really just had to surrender the fact that God was going to put me exactly where he needed to be, and he did, like, I can sit here and say as a junior in college, Stanford is exactly where I needed to be, and if I would have gotten in or gotten more money at certain schools, I don't think I would have chose it. So, take rest in the fact that you're gonna have a great decision to make, and that's exciting. And be excited! Oh my gosh, this feels like a life or death situation. It is so exciting getting into a college. I cannot. I wish. I wish I could just go back and just walk, like vlog my time going through to colleges because I just look back and it's one of the happiest experiences of my life getting into colleges. Seriously. One of my fondest memories. I still have every single acceptance letter and like packet that they sent me. I literally went through them over quarantine just to just to feel some type of way. Like I loved it. So just be excited and don't be anxious. Just you're supposed to lay all of your anxiety before the Lord. And I really think you should because I was anxious. And the second I laid it all down, Things just got a whole lot simpler. So, hope that helped. Okay, next one. I'm going through a rough patch mentally, and it's my junior year of high school, and I feel like there's a lot going on all at once. Yes, (laughs) amen to a lot going on all at once. That is literally my life right now. It feels like nothing stops ever. Um, and it's just one thing after the other. I mean, I was talking about this in my motivation episode, like everything that I have going on and I'm sure y'all are just as equally busy (sighs) and it's hard to balance and it can just, (laughs) it feels so overwhelming at times. Like if you let yourself get overwhelmed about all the things you have to do, it can feel paralyzing. I feel like I talked about me getting (laughs) kind of numb. If I have too much on my list, like all of a sudden I'll like hit the breaking point and then it's, I can do nothing. I won't work at anything. I'll just sit there and scroll on TikTok and do nothing and ignore my to-do list if it gets too long. And that's coming from a person who is a very productive person. Like, I will cap out. So, when there's a lot going on all at once, I've honestly, wow, I'm gl- really glad you asked this question because this is something I've literally decided to do this week. Um, just to share a bit, I got so overwhelmed this week. Like coming home from visiting Hunter and like into last week, but coming home from visiting Hunter, I got back and it was like Tuesday night and I had so much to do. Like it almost like hurt how much I had to do. Um, in that like week. And I remember I just came into my room and I just sobbed. I just cried. And I know this probably sounds slightly alarming to y'all, but I legitimately just sat there and cried and I needed to cry. Like I hadn't cried in a while and it just kind of needed to come out. I don't know if you guys are criers. I definitely am. Um, And sometimes you just need to do it and it's like how your body self-suits. So I just sat here and cried and I just <laughs> closed my eyes and just laid in bed and just cried about everything because it's just the weight. I don't know if you guys are feeling this way, but like I hit a breaking point where it was almost the weight. Of the world right now felt so heavy um <laughs> I was just uh, yeah I just had a hundred things to do and I also really got into my head about everything that's going on politically right now and my heart was just honestly breaking for the United States and I'm this this podcast is not about politics at all so I'm 100% not getting into that or opinions or whatever but just like the the heaviness of this election and the state of the world that we live in and like just humanity as we know it really just hit me and that was just heavy and then on top of that it was just getting my life back together and honestly the the podcast was getting really overwhelming. I'm trying to keep up with the social media and trying to keep up with the episodes and marketing and all the emails that I get and just working out the kinks there and also just working out friend stuff and learning the hard way about how I'm doing as a friend or who I need as a friend and disagreeing with family or disagreeing with Hunter or and it was just all kind of happened at once. And I just like lost it. I just couldn't handle all of that at once. So I can completely resonate with this idea that there's a lot going on at once because there is and you can't let your thoughts take captive of yourself and I did do that and you kind of have to like, you have to take control of your thoughts and your emotions and never let them get to a place where I was, where I was just like, I just let them overwhelm me. And that's exactly what the enemy wants to happen is for us to be overwhelmed and paralyzed by our fears, um, and our struggles. And so when there's a lot going on at once, other than it is like school's really overwhelming right now and you have all your extracurriculars, maybe you're fighting with your parents, the election's stressing you out. You're trying to pass this. You're trying to get into college. You're nervous about your boyfriend. You want to get a boyfriend. You're sad because I don't know. There's just a lot of things that can be going on in your life right now. And I get it. Life is hard. No one just, can we just take a minute and just say, life is hard. And if you're not living, <laughs> I feel like I get so deep in these alone episodes. You guys are like, what is going on with Taylor? Like Taylor is not okay. Maybe I'm not, but life is just too short for us to just let ourselves be overwhelmed by things happening. Because you know what we can do? We can cut stuff. Hello? That's what I've been doing this week. Cutting things. I looked at my Google Calendar when I got overwhelmed and I go, something has to go. I don't know what it's going to be, but something here needs to go. And so I had to make a couple hard decisions and just instantly there decided I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing this anymore. And oh boy, that felt good. Saying no to something and taking it off my to-do list. Like, goodbye. Not on my schedule. Now that hour of my week is free. Like, you just can't. I'm just an overcommitter, and there's not enough time in the day to be doing things you don't love. There's also, once again, like I said in my other one, you're not promised every single day. So why would you waste time doing a bunch of things you don't want to do? Like, if I don't want to be in a certain small group anymore because it's not life-giving to me I'm done doing things out of obligation and so it's just about putting yourself first and putting your priorities in a line and recognizing I don't have time for my friends and that's not okay but I'm in all these extra stupid extracurriculars that actually don't mean anything something has to go so that's my soapbox there about feeling overwhelmed just start cutting stuff I know you probably are like, no, that's not what I asked you to say. But seriously, it is liberating. You're doing a bunch of things that you don't need to be doing. And maybe that's not extracurriculars. Maybe you're like, I have no time in the day to do anything. But then you go and look at your screen time and you see that you've spent five hours on your phone today. Hello? You have time. Like you really do. It's just you have to be aware of how you're spending your time and then decide what's a worthy investment of your time. So, I hear ya. Everything's going on at once. Take control of your life. Take control of your schedule. And take control of your time. Okay, last one. I need advice for being present in the moment instead of stuck in the past slash jumping ahead. Oh my gosh, isn't this so true? I will either be the girl, like, this is literally me in a bubble, I'm either the girl that will just reminisce on anything that happened, or even, like, just, not even in a bad way, but, like, be like, oh my gosh, that that was the, like, you know, the good old times, or, like, oh, college, pre-COVID, like, sophomore year was so great, and, like, now this is so different, or when i was 5 years old i didn't have to worry about xyz and that was so simple and i missed that or even jumping ahead being like i'm so excited to be out of college and have a big girl job or i'm so excited to get married or i'm so excited to get a golden retriever or i'm so excited to move like Or if it's me, I am so excited to be a grandma. Like it's so easy to either just be stuck in the past and that could be like with relationships. I mean, come on, being stuck in the past and like hanging on to old grudges or constantly like rerunning things that have happened in the past in your head or like living out of fear of what's happened in your past or just negating what's happening currently in your life and just like ready for the future. The problem is if if we're so focused on our past or we're so focused on our future, and we're not thinking about our present, then our future isn't going to be as bright as we think it is, and we're not doing anything to remedy our past. Like, if you're not doing anything today that's, like, fulfilling and making you happy, like, for example, me, Taylor Cordy, as a junior in college on a Saturday afternoon, if I'm not doing anything right now that is, like, life-giving or that's bringing me joy or that I'm like not like living my best life right now well then 16 year old Taylor's wish for the future did not come true when I sat there as a 16-year-old wishing I was in college and wishing I was just living my best life in my own apartment in a different state and having so and living with my best friends, that came true. I am doing those things that 16-year-old Taylor wanted, but I pictured this life for myself where I was just having the best time, and if I was so busy being so caught up <laughs> now with what's going on in the future, well, then I'm not doing anything right now that's fulfilling <laughs> what past taylor wanted for the future which is now does that sound really complicated yes i hope it made sense there is as everyone always says there is no time like the present and we don't have time to waste you don't know what your future looks like once again here's this rant i'm looking at myself in the mirror like oh my god taylor don't go on this rant again but we are just not promised next thing that we're wishing for. We are not promised that next step on the staircase of life. We're not promised that thing in the future that we're clinging so hard to. We're only really promised right now because we have it. And so you have to, you have to live in the present and you can't, you can't hold grudges and you can't get so hung up on what's happened in your past or be crippled by your past or think you're unqualified because of your past. And you can't be so concerned with what's going to happen with your future that you don't actually live right now. Because, I mean, if you're a high school student and you're just ready to go off to college and you're not having a good time in high school, your elementary school fantasy of your high school musical moment isn't coming true. So it's like this wrestle with like your past, present and future self of like how you're living life. Like life is too short and you need to just like take captive of your life. Like the whole trend on TikTok of like being the main character and just like living your best life. Like take captive of your life. Don't be, don't be like a side character or a supporting actor in your own life. Okay. Like nothing would make me sadder than to, just have you wish away your present with the future because eventually the future becomes your present and then you're just going to keep doing that and honestly I find myself like ever since I was in elementary school I was like oh, I can't wait to be in middle school and then I was in middle school middle school sucks and I was like can't wait for high school then I was in high school and all I could think about was wanting to go to college and now that I'm in college I'm like oh, I just want to get married and get a big girl job well then what what happens once I get <laughs> I've had this conversation with my mom I'm okay so I get married and I get a big girl job have I peaked? Maybe. (laughs) No, not really. I hate the word peaking. But so then what happens? Well, then you just work for like, what, 40 years? Why are you in a rush to get there? I'm not in there. I am trying these next two semesters before I graduate college. I am just living it up in the present. I do whatever I want during the day. I think what I want. I hang out with who I want. I read what I want. I go to school where I want. Like I'm just doing what I want and I'm just enjoying each day and trying not to get so caught up on like the next big milestone because eventually you're going to kind of run out of milestones. Then what happens? Then you get married and you're like, I can't wait to have a baby. No, because then you're going to have a baby and then your life isn't about you anymore. (laughs) This is just Taylor's thoughts. (laughs) Anyways, so. Live in the present seriously. You like you, you gotta do it. You just need to snap out of it. And start instead of making like goals or desires or wishes for your future, make goals or desires or wishes for your week. And just focus on your weeks and be like, oh my gosh, this week I want to do this. That's your present. Like it's technically the future, but it it's your present. Like, what am I gonna do that's gonna make me feel like I'm living my best life this week? Is that a spontaneous trip to the beach and you're gonna drive four hours there, then four hours back? Maybe. Are you going to road trip with your friends to their hometowns? Maybe. Are you going to stay out super late doing whatever the heck you want? Maybe. Like, do things that, like, make you feel like life is worth living right now. I think on that note, we're going to wrap this up. I really hope you guys liked this advice episode. I loved doing it. I love getting your submissions. Once again, if you want to be in the next advice episode, please email me your submissions or DM them to me on the Instagram account. That's at She's Going Places Podcast on Instagram or She's Going Places Podcast at gmail.com to send in your submissions. I'll have it in the description of this episode. And yeah, I mean, don't forget to go follow us on Instagram to stay up to date. I'm posting, you know, the cutest things ever on there and if you want to be involved in our polls, I ask really fun poll questions every Thursday. So tomorrow after this episode on the Instagram, there's going to be polls all about the episode. People love them. Like it is the most engaged I get on my stories. People just love giving me their opinions because they're pretty juicy questions. Um there's all sorts of stuff on there. I do Q&As, I vlog my days, we do everything on there. So please, 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 please go check it out. And if you haven't, please leave us a review down below. I cannot express how much this helps this podcast when there's reviews down below. Um, go down, give us five stars, leave a review so that more people can find the podcast, text this podcast to a friend. If anything I said resonated with them. Um, and I can't wait to talk to y'all next week. Bye.